0: Yo yo, it's your boy, Chris Scannerberry, aka Big Scant.
1: And it's your boy Jamal Scannerberry, aka Bigger Scant. And we back.
0: We back. And I gotta ask you before we jump into things, have you ever seen a more top two turvy NBA playoffs?
1: Oh my gosh, man. I feel like I feel like this last series was these last two series were, you know, the easiest to predict. Outside of that, the NBA playoffs was Without Braun, it was like intense to watch. You know, you just didn't know what you would be entertained by. But, yeah. you know, to say the least, yes, definitely top two turby. Um, we need Braun back. We need Braun back. We need <laughs> Braun back. But
0: we got some NFL stuff to touch on. We got some NBA playoffs to touch on. So, without further ado, you ready to make a scant? Let's do it. Let's do it. And we back, and we back, and we, and we back. back. <laughs>
1: we are back.
0: <laughs> we are back, and I gotta start with the NFL because early reports, and I know it's just OTAs, early reports are saying that Deshaun Watson is busting it up <laughs> in, in, in Cleveland Browns, and they they love everything he brings to the table, and he's like night and day better than Baker Mayfield, but. I don't know if you saw this, but earlier today, he just got indicted on another case.
1: Busting it up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at first when you said busting it up, I was like, yeah, he definitely got indicted with, you know, with another female there. But (laughs) we went with training camp. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In both contexts, yeah,
0: Deshaun is just busting it up. He's doing the most as a young folk would say. Doing the most. I say that to say they have a starting quarterback on their bench right now, Mr. Baker Mayfield. And I need to know the way that these positions are shaking out in the NFL in terms of the starters. Mm -hmm. I believe that Baker is a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. Personally, I think he's a starter, Mm -hmm. but where does he play next year?
1: You know, um, It may sound boring, my take here, specifically, Mm -hmm. but if I were Baker and if I were Cleveland um, and if I were just any other team in the NFL, I'd sit back and let it ride out in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I think the idea of Deshaun playing or not playing is so up in the air, it might be a conducive situation for Baker to stay put. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you reasons why. If we're comparing it to a situation to where the player dislikes their, their particular situation and they haven't done anything to set the bar to increase their trade value mm-hmm. or to increase their value, period. You know, for me, in my opinion, not at all similar to Ben Simmons mm-hmm. specifically, but I feel like if Ben decided to play, would enhance his trade value Mm -hmm. and and what may be best for baker right now is to sit back and watch this deshaun watson situation because it could be a case to where deshaun doesn't play at all and you know if baker's trying to sell himself you know i would say hey beat out jacoby bursette for that second tier job Mm -hmm. and play well because you know you're still not gonna they just paid deshaun watson millions and millions of dollars so you know you're not going to be the guy in cleveland but set yourself up enough to be less questionable Mm -hmm. whenever it is time for you to actually move to a situation to where the team is confident in your abilities. You know, we're looking at teams like Atlanta, who picked up Marcus Mariota,
0: you know what I mean, to be their starter.
1: You know, Indianapolis, who picked up a 50-year-old Matt Ryan. You know what I mean? Like, we're looking at situations like that. We're looking at Davis even though he had a good rookie year. We're looking at Davis Mills yep. going into Houston being the starter. So Baker has, as much as people probably don't think, Baker has a ton of ton of appealing destinations mm-hmm. that he can actually take advantage of if he waited and performed as a starting quarterback in Cleveland yep. with, the, with the intentions and in knowing that Deshaun is probably not going to play this year. Mm. You know, I would put Baker over Jacoby Bursette, mm-hmm. but he's setting himself up to be the third string guy by being an A-hole. Yeah. I mean, yeah. does it suck? The team is making an investment on somebody who they feel is better than you based on your performance. Right. You know, so, you know, my boring take is, hey, stay in Cleveland, play, you know, show people that you're worth the value and then put yourself in a situation to where, you're not a Sam Darnold looking for a job after his fifth year because mm-hmm. who knows what's going to happen in Carolina, but that could also be an appealing destination for Baker. If he plays well, just shuts yeah. up and play. Um, But if I wanted to give my take on where I think he may end up, um ideally I'd say Houston, you know, if he went to Houston, there's just so much wrong with Houston right now. He'd be the best player on that team. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why not go to Houston, go home, at least close enough to home. He's from Austin, so he's going to mm-hmm. be three hours from home. But go go back to Texas, beat out Davis Mills for that job, you know, be the face of the Houston Texans because of your just your persona mm-hmm. and, and kind of see how it works there. But give yourself the opportunity for Houston to trust in you as their investment. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, So, boring take. Yeah, I think he should stay in Cleveland. If I were to choose a great spot for him, I'd say Houston.
0: Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, what confuses me the most about the Deshaun Watson situation, and, like, obviously we understand the seriousness of the charges that are coming out about, like, Deshaun. Mm -hmm. And what confuses me the most is, like, Cleveland just invested – $230 $230 million all of it guaranteed. And there are still cases coming out. To me, if I am investing all of that money guaranteed, I'm not hearing nothing about no half season suspension, full season suspension. Like, like, bro, you just invested $230 million, all of it the guy is going to get, regardless of how it shakes out. And you don't know if he's going to play. And like, obviously for Deshaun's sake, I hope they figure out And for the the women's sake, they're involved. Oh, they figure out this stuff. But, like, bro, they just invested all of this money to not know if Deshaun is going to play. Like, and that just bugs me out. But like you said, I think that Baker... Baker, in a lot of ways, doesn't know how to necessarily play the game, in my opinion. I feel like he's, like, his personality is just, like, just out there. And he's just, like, such a strong personality. But it's, like, he doesn't actually know how to, like, play the game a bit. Like, how to just fall in line. I'm not saying you have to, like, do anything like shut up and dribble or whatever. But, like, fall in line. Like, be the face of the team. And if you want to play on a team, you have to, like, not stand out as much. You have to, like, not be the biggest reason they win or the reason they lose or whatever. Like, maybe you can be the biggest reason they win, but, like, the reason they lose... And then, like, just, like, be so standoffish. But with that being said, like I said, I think Baker's a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And... Baker's Baker's, um, Baker's comparison to Johnny Manziel was a gift and a curse. Mm. Because he's living up to that comparison. Yeah. You know, but his moxie and what he could have been. Yeah. You know, Or, I'd say, like you said, he's a top 32 quarterback in the league. His moxie and what he's capable of being is still there. Yeah. But, you know, with what Cleveland, it's almost like you failed with the amount that Cleveland did because Cleveland built around Baker, I'd say, more than a lot of rookie quarterbacks or second- or third-year quarterbacks have Mm -hmm. ever gotten. Mm -hmm. You know, even before the Deshaun Watson thing, Cleveland invested in Amari Cooper, knowing yep. that they'd go ahead and get Sean. Mind right. you, Cleveland just invested almost five hundred million dollars into three guys. Yeah, they yep. almost, they just signed David and Joku for a four-year, I think it was eighty million dollar deal or something like I that. I think it was fifty-six, but still, oh, high. still, yeah. still high yeah. for a tight end. But just thinking about it, Cleveland is willing to pay for success, and mm-hmm. in, in the division that they're in, they're willing to do that. Yeah. And I'm crossing my fingers, or I shouldn't even say that, because Baker had his his shine game against us when his, his coming out party was against us. So, yeah. you know, to think about, hey, I, I hope Deshaun doesn't play and I hope we play against Baker, I can't even say that because he's a <laughs> talented quarterback, like sure. you said. You know? But it's just almost shameful that he couldn't make it work in Cleveland yeah. when they literally invested in... Success.
0: Yeah. And because of that, I think he is looking to revive his career. And I think there's a coach that's looking to save his career mm-hmm. in Carolina. And I understand that they just drafted Matt Corral. Pardon me. But there's a reason that Corral lasts until the third round. And in large part is because there's a lot of teams that don't think that he's ready. I think that Baker right now is look; He's on the last year of his deal. I think whoever he plays for, he's looking to revive his career. And then take the next step, whether that's stay with whatever team he goes to or take the next step to wherever team. So I think he would be an awesome um, Panther at this point, just because they have nothing else going on. I do think that, like, they would have a lot in terms of.
1: And I wanted to provide you a bit of a rebuttal after you say this, just to kind of see where you're at with. Sure. With my take on the Panthers, because the Panthers would be a cool situation. Yeah. But I feel like. Yeah, go ahead.
0: So for me, the biggest issue to me is like you have Sam Darnold, who's on that one, that, that same draft class, who you just gave up a lot of draft capital to get. And then now you have Corral, who you're trying to bring in, but you're also trying to save your career. So you got to get the most talented guy out there. So I think that I think that the Panthers would be a great situation. They're not going to win anyways. So mm-hmm. you're just trying to do whatever to make your team look competitive so you don't get fired. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's my opinion.
1: I think the Panthers have written have have, have written that off already, hmm. and the reason why is because of the talks of him going to the to Carolina. There have been Carolina Panthers oh, vouching, Anderson. vouching, and Hall of Fa- Hall of Fame receiver Steve Smith vouching to go completely against yeah. a Baker signing, and then not only that, Matt Rule's Taylor's on the line. Yeah, And if you go ahead and sign Baker with the intent on that being your splashy signing or your splashy edition, what's going to suck is that you're dealing with high risk mediocre, mediocre reward because yeah. you don't know what you're getting out of them at all. And high risk with the potential of high reward I should say. But you're looking at more of a holy crap, this is going to be kind of like kind of like what they did, what kind of like what we did when we traded up for Sam.
0: Yeah.
1: He had this really flashy pro day in the rain. He was making things look cool and yeah. wiped his hair back. It was looking like, you know, a, a damn Sports Illustrated magazine. Yeah. But he sucked. Yeah, some guys just can't play at this so, level. So now you're working with, the number one or the number three pick mm-hmm. out of that 2020 draft, and you're crossing your fingers that one of them may work. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Carolina would be an ideal spot, but it's just so risky. Mm-hmm. And you know, the only reason why I don't think it'll happen is because Matt rules asses on the line, yeah, and he you can't, you not room something. for risk anymore, right? Right, yep. exactly. But yep. no, I think it would be an ideal situation. Baker has, a, uh, as a young team, a dumbed-down guy and Christian McCaffrey, who's arguably the best running back in the He's had yeah. two top five, top ten running backs in the league. Yeah, um, We're looking at a lot of what Baker has had, and now we're looking at what he can contribute. And I think Carolina would be an ideal spot, but I think the only thing that will salvage his career, me personally, is him being one of the best talents on that team. Mm-hmm. so that if it's against him, it's against him. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be fun to see where he lands. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, yeah. we'll
0: see, I guess. Rough situation when you're potentially number one or number two receiver hits you with that. Mm. Oh, mm, before mm-hmm. you even get involved with the team. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Right. Lastly, I got to ask you, my man. Yeah. I've never, te- I've never seen, before I ask you, I've never seen a team actively throw away a series or try to throw away a series like what the Celtics did on Sunday. And I remember I was watching it with Biggest Skin, Dad. And I'm like, Marcus Smart, stop shooting the damn basketball. Oh you were up 10, stop shooting. And every time he shot, Miami came out and got a bucket. But here's where my question comes into play. They didn't get the bucket because Jimmy Buckets thought he was Kobe Buckets. So I got to ask mm-hmm. you, did Jimmy Butler lose them that series? You know, I was, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll echo your take because I was watching that game with, um, I don't know what to call her, but. Big, big, big scant, you know, sister scant. Oh, gotcha. Shelly, I was watching that game with Shelly, and it was cringeworthy watching the Celtics Mm. up 20 coming down and shooting threes Mm. back to back to back. I almost wanted to turn the game off. Grant Hill, Marcus Spark, uh, Jalen Brown, who's Al Horford, chucking threes, allowing for the Heat to come back from down 20
0: when the the game was
1: on the road, when the game was theirs. And you know, I was really dialing into that Jimmy Butler shot. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was a bad shot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The reason why I don't think it was, I don't think it was the best decision, Mm -hmm. but I cannot knock the shot. Yeah. If there's anybody who you want to do that, it would be Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. Now what you're doing is you're allowing yourself time to play defense, and if the Celtics were to score, you're potentially giving yourself... It wasn't a two-for-one situation. I think it was like 18 seconds left on the clock. Um, But when he came down and shot that shot, he could have won for the two, Mm. but why not go for the win? It's game seven. Yeah. You're Jimmy Butler. If there's anybody out of that 15-man roster that you want to take that shot, it's Jimmy. You're against Al Horford, who's 10 feet away from you, Mm. And in the first quarter and in the second quarter, Jimmy hit the same exact shot.
0: Yeah,
1: you're giving yourself the opportunity to play defense, and the Celtics are shooting bogus ass shots. That yeah, yeah, all yeah. Mad, you know what I mean? Yeah. So was it a bad shot from anybody else? I'd say yes, hmm. but I wouldn't. I'm not completely mad at Jimmy for taking that shot. If we had, if we had. Kyle Lowry coming down and doing that. Mm-hmm. And, not, and not to knock Kyle Lowry. I don't Kyle mean, Lowry is a great player, but you would want Jimmy to take that shot. You know what I mean?
0: It's one of those what could have <laughs> been situations, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like, if mm-hmm. he hit it... So, I tried to think about the situation. Like, if he hit it at home, after storming back like that, and you go up one on the three, the, the crowd is erupting. You're not losing and that game. You're not losing that game. You're right. not losing that game. But... The only reason why I think the shot selection was as poor as it was, three-pointers isn't necessarily Jimmy's game. Yeah. No. One and two, you got Al Horford backpedaling with a chance to tie the game. Al Horford's not stopping you from scoring. In fact, if Al Horford gets involved, there's a high chance being at home that you're going to get a call for a foul going to the basket.
1: I don't know. You know, the way they, these refs were calling game six and seven, it was also just very cringeworthy, cringeworthy yeah. to watch. Yeah. I don't know, but Jimmy was getting getting to the line. Yeah. And um, Al Horford, nine times out of ten, would have probably you know, fouled him.
0: Yeah. And it's just, to me, it's like, I like, I'm be honest, I did not play basketball a ton in my life, but I'm Jimmy Bolo, and I'm coming down, I'm chucking. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm spraying that thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm shooting it. But at the same time, it's like, you try to think about the situation like this. Yes, you could get the the dub now. If you go to overtime at your crib in game seven, I like to feel like the crowd is going to woo you to it. I do think that Jimmy played his heart out as he does in every series, and he probably just didn't want to even think about overtime, to be quite frank, especially considering Hero wasn't coming back. Mm -hmm. Like, you had guys going down. But I just think that given the situation, because you're not a great three-point shooter, Jimmy, and because you had Al Horford defending you, I feel like you can get to the basket and tie that game up with a chance to win it later. Especially because, like you said, the Celtics were shooting nonsense on the other end.
1: That's what what he was kind of, like, banking on. It was like, get this two-pointer risk going to overtime because we know we're going to stop the Celtics on the other end Yeah, or get this three-pointer, win the game now because we know we're going to stop the Celtics on the other end. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's what you mean.
1: And if we're looking at him being the guy on the team and trusting in himself and honestly, from the back end, I wasn't a big Jimmy fan before Mm. this. But Jimmy, over the last two to three years, played his way into what I think Currently, maybe risque, mm. but a top 10, top 15 player in the league now. You know? Not unreasonable. A, a I feel like, and I'm not comparing his run to Kawhi's run, but I feel like he's grown mm. just in terms of talent over the past few years. And he kind of hit that, that Kawhi growth spurt. Mm. He's played in two conference finals with the Miami Heat. Led them know, to it. Led them to it. Mm-hmm. Um, during the bubble one, which is very, very tough. No, he played in the finals. Yep. During the bubble. Yep. And then again, with this situation here, he, he led them to a conference finals, which I was nervous as hell for the Celtics mm-hmm. because I thought Miami would have won in game seven, you and, know. Two. and not saying that I'm a Celtics fan, but I, I, I'm a fan of the young core that right. the Celtics have. I agree. Um, and JB and JT. So, um, I was nervous watching that game because I thought Jimmy and Miami would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't be I can't knock Jimmy for that shot, man. I, I think it was it was. By anybody else, it would have been a horrible shot. Sure. But Jimmy could take that shot.
0: I feel you. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to the Heat. they They've played fantastic basketball this entire playoffs. But I'm yeah. really excited for the finals that we got coming up. This is, well, I think, the best matchup.
1: And then let me ask you this. Was Hero even hurt from sixth man of the year to not playing in the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh, I thought he was hurt. No, he played in Game 7. And he played for like five minutes.
0: Yeah. I I, Okay, so the reason why I thought he went out was because he was hurt. But if not, yikes. Well, I need to check on that because
1: I was like, wait, didn't this kid just win sixth man of the year? What's going on? Why are you not playing him? And maybe it's a mashup thing. Yeah. But, jeez, what is Kufis giving you? He was shooting, like, three for 20 from three until, yeah. the, until game six. It was yeah. like, what is going Maybe Hero was hurt. I got to look into that a little, a little bit more. But I was like, what the hell is going on?
0: So, the reason why I thought he was hurt is because his post, uh, I guess, series press conference, he was like, yeah, I want to start next year. I'm like, okay, you're not saying that if you think that you're in the doghouse. Yeah. You know, maybe that's just me, but yeah.
1: Yeah, that co- that caught me completely off guard. Maybe I just have to check their injury okay. report a little bit more. But I was like, wow, this guy, 31, I forgot his first name, but... Kufus, Max Strews. Max Struz. I called him Kufis K- oh Kufus Max, is fun. <laughs> Max Struz was shooting like three for 18 from three until game six and seven. Yeah. And you got the six man of the year on the bench. It was just like, whoa, where are these... The coaching adjustments was wild to me. I didn't know. But if he was hurt, I'm sorry, Spo. But Max Struce, I was like, what the hell is this dude doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this matchup in the finals, though. I think this will be a fun finals. But that concludes another fun week at the Sandbox Sports Podcast. This has been really dope putting this together for you guys. And we've got some exciting news coming up. Especially with the, the finals coming up. So I'm really excited for what this is gonna look like going forward.
1: Yes, sir. Man, I don't want to take away from the finals, but I do have to ask you a question really quick. Just Tell me. To let me hear see, it. See see what your take is on this. Yeah. Um what's the value of Russ? And like, and then like, because what I'm seeing is like you know, me and my buddies, we joke a lot on, like, how much attention Bron gets when he's not playing. And you know what I mean? Like, what the NBA does for Bron when when it comes to media attention. Like, he's not in the finals, but we're seeing him at soccer games. We're talking mm-hmm. about Devin Ham. We're, we're not paying any attention to what really matters. We're talking about Bron. What is the focus for the Lakers? Because they can't trade anything away anymore because they need draft capital now. Mm-hmm. They need young guys. And Russell Westbrook's contract is
0: insane. That's the issue. It's a John Wall syndrome. Like, John Wall can play in this league, but no one is taking a $50 million contract on. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's got the Lakers by the ball for all intents and purposes. Because it's like, who, who wants to take on that contract for a player that, you know, did what he did last year? Like I, I can't watch a play. I'm not paying nobody fifty million a year to shoot the ball off the side of the backboard. I'm sorry, like, but <laughs> I can't do a never.
1: piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, dude. Yeah,
0: real. I don't know. What do you think?
1: You know, I think um, I think we're gonna just watch the Lakers play out the rest of their career. Unfortunately, I think the I think what the Lakers have to do, even though they don't want to, yeah, is move AD.
0: I think so, too. I think you got to get as much as you can for him. Mm-hmm. And, it's,
1: can. and it's because if you want to actually win, mm-hmm. AD is arguably the mo- To me, and I've said it many times, a healthy AD is arguably the best player in the league.
0: Oh, my God!
1: I've said it to a lot of people, and I think AD's talent, when healthy, <laughs> you might look at me a little crazy, but this kid well, not kid, AD has the potential of carrying the most, he's arguably the most talented player in the league when healthy.
0: Okay. I mean, it's hard to argue the thought of talent because I guess it depends on how you look at it like that. Right, right, right.
1: I'm not saying that he has shown that he's the guy. You know, in that bubble series, yeah, AD was the guy. in yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And just based on his skill set, AD has that ability defensively and offensively. Yeah. He has the offensive skill set like no other big yeah. Joel M Embi- B. You can tell Joel M B put in that work yeah, 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 to have yeah, skill yeah. set. Yeah. But you can see that A D is just it's naturally, naturally right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Both offensively and defensively. Yeah. So you give yourself an opportunity of leverage there. Trade A D for some, you know. A younger, big, yeah, and draft assets, yeah, you know what for I sure. mean. Like that'll be the biggest move they probably don't want to do because they have to keep Russ. Yeah, I think that's the Lakers. That's the Lakers move trading AD. Even though, it'll, even though I have no clue how that'll end up.
0: And I love seeing the optimism from Lakers fans saying, "Oh, don't worry, they're gonna figure it out next year." I'm like, "Yeah, Russ just got older. and Now he's gonna get better." So I, I can know. tell
1: you one thing, Lakers fan: the Lakers are tough to beat in two K. But that's as far as it goes. The Lakers, I played 2K against, I played season franchise mode against the Lakers on, you know, Hall of Fame. And that's probably
0: the, what that's the toughest team to play. I've never been. They solid, yo. Outside of that, man. Yeah, everybody's going to turn the clock back, but they can't right now. So I guess we're going to see. Yeah, man, I guess we'll see. For sure. But again, this has been a dope episode of the Sandbox Sports Podcast. And we appreciate all of you guys tuning in and showing us love
1: yeah man we definitely appreciate you guys man thank you so much for checking in again um catch us on youtube instagram google podcast and now we're on tiktok so catch us on tiktok um hold on man we appreciate you guys love y'all and see y'all next week yes sir it's your boy big skin we out boom